Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, and welcome to Sassy Speaks, the podcast for everything Hong Kong. I'm your host, Sarmai, and here are three things you should know about me. I'm part of Team Sassy. Pop culture is my jam, and I love talking to anyone and everyone. Every week, I'll be sitting down with two awesome guests. We'll be having candid conversations about everything Hong Kong. From all the dating tips to managing your personal finances, we're not holding anything back. Here we go. Having a personal brand is becoming more and more important these days. Gone are the days where you can tweet without consequence, so it's even more valuable to have control over what you're putting out there, intentionally or not. And with the line blurring between what's firmly professional and what's firmly personal when it comes to your digital footprint, how do you avoid the pitfalls when curating your online presence? Today, we're sitting down with Jocelyn and Geneva, two superstars who really know their stuff, to talk all things branding. Let's jump right in. Hey ladies, <laughs> welcome to our podcast and thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. I'd love for you guys to introduce yourselves a little bit. My name is Jocelyn Lipford-Lamb and I am founder and strategy director of a creative consultancy called Lipstick, which I founded three and a half years ago after working in advertising for about 10 years. And I work with brands to solve a variety of challenges with creativity and um, a strategic approach. Um, my name is Geneva Vanderzeel, and I am an influencer and the founder of the website A Parent Despair, uh, all about DIY, home and interiors. And I've been doing this for almost 11 years, so I feel like I've seen a lot of evolution and change on the internet so yeah looking forward to sharing some thoughts so we're gonna do a quick um word association game mm -hmm. uh, but i'm gonna give you a marketing buzzword and you're gonna tell me the first thing you think of when you hear it so number one disruptor we're the um uber of pizza ah um okay number two clickbait makes me think of buzzfeed and that whole generation of media um, number three, growth hacking. I feel like totally new job that someone who's only 23 can do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's something every intern is hired to do in their first role out of college. Yeah. <laughs> number four, KOL. KOL makes me think of the influencer explosion in China in particular. KOL is something mm. that I only really hear in terms totally. of China clients. Yeah, yeah. And when I say that to, when I say KOL to US-based clients, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Really? They use it in Hong Kong a lot too. Yeah, right? yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, number five, last one, uh, snackable content. Ooh, BuzzFeed again. Yeah. Snackable content. It's something that's put in so many briefs that I get from clients. I'm like, but what do we really mean by that? It's little bite-sized morsels of content. Because <laughs> our attention spans like 20 seconds. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. I feel like the aim shouldn't be snackable content though, right? Like we should be really aiming to like draw people in, um, get them interested rather than just be like, ding, here's the one thing, move on. Yes, that's... That's exactly. I feel like brands these days are just trying to do as much as possible rather than focus on quality or quantity. All right, I'm so looking forward to, I have so much to unpack here. (laughs) But um, I want to start with the basics first. Um, So what does branding even mean in this day and age? What trends have you been seeing in terms of what on earth a personal brand or a professional brand even means? Well, I guess for me, a personal brand Um, which is, I guess, what I'm most interested in, is like a mixture of your story and your expertise. And it's like how you weave those two together to create a really strong connection with people and um, have them kind of see you as, if we're going to use it, a (laughs) KOL. Not that that's the goal, but I think it's about building a community who understands what you're about, what you do, and sees it in a positive light. Yeah, definitely. I feel like personal brand, personal brand is something that's very of the century, I feel. It didn't really exist before. Before it was like everyone worked for a big company, whereas now it's been like the millennial entrepreneurial freelance explosion where individuals have to represent themselves so much more. Mm. So I guess for me, a personal brand, I kind of think of it as like, what are the values that drive you and that you kind of build your career around? How do you, what's the filter through which you choose projects or clients or partners and um, for the type of work that you want to create? And how do you use those values to kind of guide, yeah, guide your career making decisions and go from one opportunity to the next? Yeah, if I wanted to ask you both. Um, when you're looking to hire people or you're looking to work with people, do you look at their um, like social sort of persona online? Because like you know, people love googling themselves. But I mean, like from a professional standpoint, is that something that people should be um, thinking about when it comes to you know what are you tweeting and what's on your Instagram when it's public and stuff like that? Is that something that you guys have done or have you seen? I've pe- heard of people doing. I I definitely do tend to take a look when I'm hiring people, I think, because for us, we're working on the behalf of brands. And um, so I think for me, um, one of the first indications of whether someone has a good idea of how to build a content or a social strategy for a brand is whether they can build that same kind of strategy for themselves. But I think at the same time, you have to take it with a grain of salt because not everyone looks at their personal accounts in that way. Um, And they might have a, some people have a very clear divide between this is my personal life, this is my in my real my professional Instagram and my Finsta, you know, <laughs> yeah. for my friends, um, and they kind of keep their personal professional identities a bit more separate. So I do take a look at it to get an indication, but it's not a not a deal breaker, I would uh, say. And it's totally me. a deal breaker for me, though. Oh, really? <laughs> I do want to ask just because I do know what this term means. I suspect you probably do as well. But for anyone who's listening who has no idea what on earth a Finsta is, <laughs> could you give a quick one-line explanation of a Finsta is kind of a secondary Instagram account that people create where they can show their more raw, real, everyday life to their friends and close friends and family. It's not where they're trying to build their public persona or profile. But a Finsta should absolutely be private. Mm. So like if yes. you can access someone's Finsta and they're applying for a job and like their Finsta is full of like, you know, 
non-marketable pieces of content, I feel like that's not something you want to be you want to be seeing. I think the biggest thing for me about personal brand is that you actually do need to cultivate it online, right? And when people apply for jobs with me, um, I don't go searching desperately for people's accounts. Often people actually send me them because the type of work we do, yeah, we're so creating content, they're wanting to communicate to me that they um, that they're involved in the industry, that they're interested, that they do interesting things, that they can take great photos. So, but if you're going to use your social profiles as a piece of marketing, they need to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, and for me, I do really look at if some, particularly if someone sends me a social profile, and I do really look at what they're doing and what their interests are, and it can it can be a deal break for me. Yeah, <laughs> represent yourself well. I think is the takeaway from. from and that. as an example, like I, I, I'm constantly looking at new hires in our business, and I had like someone who looked great, but like on her Instagram, there was like swear words recently as her caption, and I know that like, that's totally fine for your uh, like Finster that's private. Mm. Like I'm not anti-swear words I'm from Australia of course not <laughs> but like the fact that maybe you didn't realize that you can't put that out online doesn't necessarily show that you're a bad person at all it actually just shows that you don't know enough about the industry to know that that's important you have to know that potential employers or clients are going to be looking at that and when I look at people's profiles I need to think that you know my clients might look them up too totally. and see if they know what they're doing and, and now because of like algorithms if you send an email to someone like say one of my staff sends an email to a client mm. you might they might be then suggested in some yeah. way on the Instagram yeah. so like even if a client's not looking you can you. find it anyway yeah yeah, yeah. So I mean true. it's better to have no social profile at all rather than a bad one yeah. which then brings me to my question what do you do if your personal brand is your professional brand that's um, a good question I think you you know you have to be continuously constantly aligned with you know your professional brand and through your personal life like and what you share online obviously like you can choose what you share um, but it needs to align with what you're trying to do in terms of building your business and your career. I think for a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people do have quite a strong separation between their personal life and professional life. And I mean, I know I have a lot of friends that work in finance industry, and they keep they have a very different approach to their kind of social media accounts and keep it very very private. But I think when you work in kind of creative comms industry, no matter what side you're on, I think. I think you, with your personal brand, you're always kind of practicing what you preach from a professional point totally. of view. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No matter who you are, you can benefit from a positive, um, energetic, uh, like innovative kind of personal brand. I was looking at some crazy statistic recently, and I can't remember what it was, but I think like 20 years ago, the average length that, of time that someone would spend in a job was like eight years. And now... I think within the millennial generation, most people will average having 10 to 15 jobs throughout their lifetime. So the only like piece of continuity that you have is your own personal brand. So totally. how you're kind of that, building on so it. True. Yeah. 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 It's so I guess like with each career choice that you make, it's really kind of thinking long term about how is this going to play for me in the future? What do you do when you just want to step back from it all and be like, 
this is just my life and I, I don't want anyone looking into it. Do you ever feel that way? What's, what's the solution for that? Part of cultivating a good personal brand is about knowing what should be shared and what shouldn't, right? Mm. Um, as like you mentioned the word authentic, authenticity, and for me that's really important that that real connection with people only happens when you share your story. But your story doesn't have to be all the, the bad bits because we all have, you know, good days, we'll have really bad days as well. It's a bit of a balancing act because people connect really well with um, the struggle. So you'll see that like people who have, people who share every element of their story get amazing engagement online. There is a cost to that, right? You have no privacy. So you really need to choose um, where you lie in that spectrum and understand how much of your life do you want to share. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of question about like sharing your family members, sharing your children, all those things. You need to decide, you know, what you're comfortable with and like have a crappy day and just like don't tell anyone about it or have a really crappy day and tell everyone about it like it's your choice you know you do have to take a break sometimes I think for your own personal preservation and just do it you know and I think when you feel like it's the right time to come back on or share in the way that you want to share and then I think you just do that when you're ready but I think doing what feels right um what I think what we're going to see is that it's really social platforms are pushing you towards sharing more because of course it meets their goals but I guess you have to work out what your strategy is are you going to share everything are you going to share um, share an edited version um, I think for me I don't share every element of life but I do think that um, sharing interesting things that align with your personal brand mm. um, and personal things that align with your personal brand, like they forge a bit of a deeper connection with people. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Building off of my confusion about what what the hell I do if I want to build a personal brand, what is what are your tips on people who are just looking to start out building their own brand, making their own impact? Um, some starter tips for all of us who don't really know what we're doing. Um, start with your own website because I think a personal brand is about owning your message on the internet. 
like that's like the bottom line right um and you can't do that if you don't have like um you know the mothership of where the message comes from which has to be your website and from that social platforms as well Totally. You've got to own it because you have a personal brand, whether you're in control of it or not, because everyone can Google you. Exactly. So I feel like I think thinking about it's good as you kind of map out what you want to stand for and how you want to shape that personal brand. I think for some people, it's really easy. They're like, oh, I want to focus on these three things. And those are going to be my things that my whole personal brand centers around. But I think for some people, it kind of needs to be a bit more of a process. And I think just trying to sit down and think like, what's most important to me? What type of work do I love to do? What type of people do I like to work with? What kind of general industry do I want to be in? And think of, the way that you present yourself online is the type of work you want to get we always talk about like the when we put projects on our website or the types of things I stick up on LinkedIn or whatever it or blast about on Instagram those are all the projects that we want kind of more of more of that type of work and we talk about our portfolio projects versus the the kind of business as usual projects and I think um, but really trying to curate in the same way that people say dress for the job you want, not for the one that you have. I think it's kind of a similar approach for a personal brand. Um, What would you say is your favorite platform for displaying brands, both professionally and personally? I mean, not to be expected, but I do, I do still love Instagram from that point of view. I think as a very creative visual person, it's what it's my go-to. I really enjoy yeah, checking out what other people are doing. It's a great kind of gateway into the creative world, both locally and internationally. And I think from brands' perspective, I think it depends on what brand it is and what's best for them. But um, yeah, that's my go-to. Yeah, and I feel as though Instagram um, are really kicking goals in terms of the products that they're rolling out. Look at Stories as an example. Stories was Snapchat, but you know, I guess it's a wild, wild world out there and you can just integrate stories into Instagram and that's just what happened and I think stories has kind of kind of revolutionized the way that audiences like engage like um you know what's incredible about stories for example is that the number of direct messages you get from stories like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds a day from an audience who like they weren't reaching out to ask you questions about a product before, but now they are. You're not going to be everyone's flavor. And if you put your personal brand out there, you have to be okay with the fact that some people aren't going to love you. Well, these days, now that, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all these very metric-driven platforms have been around for a while, you know, there's this whole phenomenon of like, oh, well, I posted that picture and it didn't get that many likes so then I deleted it you know you hear people saying these things all the time it makes me kind of sad because I feel like the metrics are kind of their one indication but I feel like you also have to be true to like kind of you're true to yourself and to but no but genuinely like trying new things mm. and um I think sometimes this comes up in a brand sense too when we're kind of talking about a different type of content strategy, maybe something that's more deeper storytelling oriented. A lot of times brands won't see the same engagement they get from kind of clickbaity type content and will be like, oh, it's not, we're not getting good engagement, let's let's stop. But I think actually having a point of view and being willing to commit to that point of view and develop it over time, I think people respond to that as well. But um,
I just want a quick one-liner from you guys. It's going to be very hard to sum in one sentence, but mm -hmm. please try. Um, where do you think branding is going in the next five to ten years? I think, I think we're the trend that we have been seeing and what I think we'll continue to see is that brands will become more and more human. So more honest, more authentic to who they are. I think that before advertising and branding was very much a top-down type of communication, whereas now there's a lot more transparency, consumers are a lot smarter, and so um, brands have to be a lot more honest. So being more human. Well, I think um, for influencers, I guess we're, we need to really continue to build our personal brands and to live it and to really focus on engaging content that is across lots of different mediums. Like it's not an easy thing. It's not just like take a quick snap and that's the business. It's like how can you um, reach people on a lot of different levels and you know, affect people in a way that they're thinking about it later on that day. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think we're talking about like snackable content. Like, I feel as though that is popular, but there's a risk that it, you're like way too snackable. You know, you really want people to go deep. Well, thank you both so much. Um, we haven't actually finished, but before we do, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the internets on my personal Instagram is jliplam, uh, lipstick website www.liplstlik.com. Okay, you can find me on every social platform, A Parent is Fair, and um, we're really focusing on a bit of more YouTube at the moment, Ooh, trying to like um, test our video boundaries, cool. and um, obviously my website where we post you know, every day, uh, DIYs, home ideas. We've just finished a big renovation. Ooh. It's like 101 different ideas there. And I am actually writing a book, so you can find me in print. What? Actually, awesome. second book. It'll be my second book. Ooh. The last one was like five, six years ago, but this is going to be bigger and better. Amazing. <laughs> we will have all of this information also on our episode notes on our website. Before we wrap up, very, very, very quickly, I have a fun game for you guys. Um, so before we start, a quick one-line definition. I'm really a fan of these one-line definitions. Um, a one-line definition of what sassy the word means. Not sassy the brand, but sassy the word. Sassy to me means a very idiosyncratic attitude. Um, to me, sassy is like knowing who you are, um, knowing you know your differences and owning them. Cool like that. Um, so we've got a fun little game for you guys called Sassy or Not Sassy. So I'm going to throw out some things, phrases, trends, and you're going to tell me at the same time if it's sassy or not sassy in your eyes. Number one, YouTube haul videos. Not sassy. Um, I'm going to say sassy, but also not sassy. Okay. <laughs> See, this one requires a quick elaboration. Because I feel as though um, we all get a little buzz from seeing what people have bought. So I feel as though it's like a drug, that unboxing, right? <laughs> but sometimes like it's a, little, it's a little bit like people just buy so much stuff and they, like, you can tell they're not going to wear it or they're not going to use it, but it's just for the, for the video. And also, um, I feel as though you need to be careful about I don't know, it's a little bit over-consumerist sometimes. As an influencer, you get sent things. It's like more interesting for people to see how you use it, mm -hmm. if it's a product that you would recommend. Mm -hmm. And it, 
to create interesting content around it rather than being like, it's me opening the box. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. All right, number two, millennial pink. Sassy. I still like it. <laughs> Sassy. My, yeah. my headphones are definitely millennial I pink. Know. <laughs> I know. I know the trend is past. I love it. No, I, don't, I actually don't think the trend is past, really? which is what I really like because, like, um, so many trends just die so quickly but this has them which is good because you can still keep wearing your clothes yeah, and no. buying your cushions yeah. and I know Love it's it. great I just got a millennial pink sofa recently <gasps> um, number three visco cam or vsco cam mm, sassy yeah sassy I, mean, I like it all right number four hashtag like for like not, not sassy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it, like maybe we're maybe we're too old for it, but maybe it works if you're like fourteen. Number five, flat lays. Sassy, sassy. I think it's so hard. No one knows how difficult a flat lay actually is until you <laughs> try to put it together. Uh, yeah, totally. totally. But like, um, people people more and more don't like flat lays. Mm. They're less sassy uh, than they were like three years ago. People actually mm. want to see you mm. these days. That's like uh. things are evolving. Number six, finally, being a digital nomad. Sassy. Mm, sounds sassy. Maybe not so sassy in my uh, life. Yeah. Don't you yes. think? Like, there's no Wi-Fi sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, someone's like, I need that thing. And you're like, well, I'm on the bus. Like, yeah. yeah, not as easy as, not as idyllic as it seems. Yeah. It's a dream, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you both so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks. And so many good takeaways today. And uh, thank you so much for being a part. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank Yay. you. It was so great. So that's all for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new from our guests. If you want to dive deeper into today's topic, we've got all the information you need, as well as some extra reading in the show notes, as well as on our website. If you've liked what you've heard, be sure to subscribe, review, and share our podcast with your friends, your family, your next door neighbors, strangers on the street. Hey, it could be the best conversation starter. You can find us anywhere on social media at Sassy Hong Kong if you want to connect with our team some more. We couldn't have made this podcast without the help of some amazing people, so a big thank you to our producer, Suzy, and the team at Creative Productions. Without our guests, we literally wouldn't have anything to talk about. So as always, show them some love and follow them on the internets. And finally, the biggest thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us along the way. This has been Sassy Speaks. Sarmai out. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 